So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Real Estate in the Real World, five stars by John Werbin. I've been listening to Pat Hyben's Real Estate Rockstars for a little over a year. What an experience it has been. Being in the real estate industry myself, it has been a huge weight off my shoulders to know that Pat and his excellent guests share strategies, knowledge, and real-life success stories. If you're an agent, investor, or anyone interested in being in the real estate industry, or you're just plain curious about what real estate life for brokers and agents is like, go listen to this podcast and become successful. I highly recommend you listen. It has changed the way I do business for the better. Five stars. Thank you, John. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. And here are the list of Rebus University graduates just this week. From the Certified Listing Agent course, Craig Burns from Redux Realty. Congratulations, Craig. The Certified Buyer Agent, Jason Gooden, again from Long & Foster. And the Certified Team Agent, Sanford Brown from South State Select. Congratulations to all the Rebus University graduates this week. All right, Rockstar Nation, I got a super inspirational guest for you today, Mr. Tyler Hosman. And he, uh, man, if there's anybody that can get you inspired about owning real estate in addition to selling real estate, it's going to be Tyler because at an extremely young age, he started his course to real estate moguldom. And some people said he's a mogul at 18. Now he's 21 and uh, he is still crushing it in the investing field. And a couple of people reached out and said, you got to get Tyler on the show. It's a great story. So uh, without further ado, Tyler, welcome to the Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you so much for having me, Pat. Tell, tell everybody about yourself, T. So yeah, so a little bit about myself. I'm 21 years old from up north in Canada, born and raised in a small town called Pilot Butte. Um, right now, it's got about maybe 2,000 people in it. When I was growing up, maybe only had 1,000. So, you know, that's where I live, small town, um, a lot of farming's going on up here, tons of farming, but it's a super growing province, so it's absolutely awesome. But yeah, like, like you said, mentioned, I got into real estate when I was just uh, about turn 18. So I've been at it for about two years, two and a half years. I'm 21 now, and the journey it's it's quite crazy because you know if, if i've only been in for two and a half years but from the experiences 
and to where I was two and a half years ago to now makes it feel like I've been in it for 20 years, to be completely honest with you. I mean, I mean, there's some people listening to this being like, uh, you know, got their real estate license two and a half years ago and are just now getting their business cards made, you know? So they think, you know, you know two and a half years takes a long time as a short amount of period of time. So what have you, what kind of real estate have you amassed in that two and a half year period? Yeah, so it has all been multifamily apartment buildings. So it's all been commercial, well, res- residential commercial. And it was, we just started doing a flip as well. I mean, we do, like, we do a lot of stuff now. Like how, many, how many apartment uh, buildings do you have? We have seven buildings, 86 total units. Okay. And the, so here's the thing that happened. I'll tell you the quick story on that. So yeah, please, our, yeah, break it down. The first building, it's a brand new building, 12-unit building, and the the owners, the previous owners, they built it to sell it as condos. And it's not in a selling market where, where it was. It's in a mining district. A bunch of potash mines are out there. So the rental market's insane. These guys are trying to sell it. And then they couldn't sell them, so then they tried renting them out. But they're in a totally different province. They're from Alberta. They didn't know what they were doing. They couldn't get anybody in there. So then we ended up uh, hearing about it, went in, um, made the offer, got it accepted, took that over and that was the first building and then there was a ripple effect so we got our first building and we're all you know I'm just so wait, wait, let me let me slow this down right okay so yeah. let's paint this picture did you graduate high school yes so this was a year or a year and a half after graduating high school you so you graduated a little early or something no because i was eight in here in canada i graduated when i was like right when i was like 17 okay so you graduated high school 17 and then you are doing what? Uh, like to earn money? Oh, yes. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, so let me tell you that. So, so actually, it's funny because I skipped grade six, like super genius, right? And then once high school hit, I found out about this thing on, called entrepreneurship and business. So, and the school I went to is a small high school, and they didn't offer any entrepreneurship or business classes. So I just completely said, like, I hate school. I'm not listening to anything. I, I couldn't pay attention in math class when they're trying to tell me, you know, figure out what X equals or figure out what the circumference of this is or what. I'm like, I don't care. What does this have to do with anything? I want to make money. Right. So I, I failed a lot of classes, barely graduated high school. So I went from straight A's to straight D's, you know, straight F's, and it was horrible. And a lot of people were worried about me, but I wasn't worried. So I'm like, I'm going to make that money. And out of high school, right out of high school, didn't go to university or college, there's no way I could get into any of them. So then I was like, I want to be a businessman and I want to wear suits. So I went to a suit store and worked there getting minimum wage. It was like 10 bucks or maybe $11 an hour. Worked there full time just because I got to wear suits and got to know about fashion. And then after that, for two months, I worked there. And then I went to their Mercedes Benz dealership because they were hiring for a lot boy to run around cars and like wash the cars up for the sales guys and bring them up to the front and basically be the sales guy's assistants. And I was like, you know what, I'll do it. So I did that for about four or five months. And then I, then my opportunity came where they then fired the one salesman. And I was like, now's my time to shine. So I went in, went in, I went into the office, the manager, I'm like, you got to put me in. I've been studying the cars. I've been working here for a few months already. And they ended up putting me in. So I was 17, you know, selling cars to some of the wealthiest people in the city and in the province. And I got to grow a lot personally. I got to learn a lot in sales and learn a lot about business. And, you know, a year after that, so I was working there for a year and I was about 18 and a half at this time. That's when we then bought our first, like got the first building. And once I got that first building, I stayed at my job for probably another month and then left. 
Okay, so and, let's stop here again. So, yeah. okay, so you, here you're a 17 year old car salesman, right? And and you do it. Obviously, I think I agree with you. I think it's a great, uh, you know, any type of sales is an incredible learning experience for anybody because it reinforces the power of entrepreneurship. And, and it did for me at about 20 years old, I got uh, like my first real sales job and I was able to make three, four times as much as I could with an hourly rate, right? Uh, selling things. And mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, well, why would anybody get paid an hourly rate? And I never went back, right? Once I got the taste of a commission, I never went back to an hourly rate again and ever, right? My whole entire life. Um, so you got that taste. You started making bucks selling cars. How did you go to buy an apartment building? Did you, did you, you know, save up the down payment? Was it someone else's money? What, give me like meat and potatoes that a third grader can understand so that if someone's listening to this, they want to go out and buy an apartment building tomorrow as well. How can they do it? Yes, I'm glad you asked me that. It's funny because usually... When people ask me how, they usually say, they think of three things right away. Number one is I'm a drug dealer and I just put my, all my cash into it. The second one is that I've got a loaded family and I got a huge trust fund. That's the second thing they think. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, neither of those are true. The number one thing, the thing that I did is I used other people's money. And okay, I used so, so let's stop there. So, how, yeah. so you're 18 years old. And how much was this apartment building, first of all? $1.525 All right. So a million and a half dollars, right? You're 18 years old. They obviously can't do it as condos, right? They were going to sell them as condos in a flop. So it's kind of a, let's just say undesirable, right? Because if people aren't buying them, they've probably got more money into this thing, right, uh, than, than it's worth. I don't know. So tell me the whole story behind that. How did you find people to fund a million and a half. Did you get a loan? And, you know, how did you get the seller to come off his, off his mental high horse of thinking it was worth so much more? Oh, yeah. So, so what we did, it's, you know, I went in and then we actually got it sent to us from uh, one of the people in a real estate group because we're, you know, I'm always a part of a real estate group. You know what I mean? With other real estate entrepreneurs, investors, you know, part of a good Just job. like a, a club, right? Yes. Like, what are exactly. you talking about? Okay. Exactly, right? Keep going. So you and joined then, the uh, club. You joined yes, the real joined Even the though you were in the cars, you joined yeah. the real estate club, said, you know, I kind of like real estate because it's bigger than cars. Absolutely. And then what happened was then one of the people sent me this deal. And then I'm looking at it. And then, you know, they wanted 1.525. Like, that's what the seller wanted. Because the seller, even though they were like doing really bad, they're the ones that built the building. So their overall cost was only like with land was like 1.2 million. So it really wasn't too, too bad. And they're a big, big company, right? So they wanted 1.525. And then I was like, I don't know. And I looked at the appraisal. The appraisal is at 1.7. And it's a brand new building. And I look at it. And the only issue is that there's no tenants. And there was like three or four tenants at $800. And the rent should be at... 1200 and I knew that if we furnished some of the units we can get double that because that's just what the market allows for and I said you know what I'm gonna do that I'm, I know I can do that was it near a school or something why would someone rent a furnished apartment there so it's in a town of about 2,000 people only in Saskatchewan like if you went there you'd be like oh my god what and there's what a market that people don't have furniture well, here's the thing. There's a potash mine 20 minutes north. It's actually uh, North America's largest potash mine. Actually, the what, world's what, what largest. What is potash? 
potash they use it for like fertilizer for like farming and when people come in for like short stints or like year stints where they they, yeah so they have another house or something yes so like all these people that come in they fly them from all over the country and they work here for years but they work shift work where it's two weeks on one week off so that week off they actually fly home to wherever they are and at this mine it's crazy the mine there in rokenville is what the town's called it has over a thousand people working at it so they, they, they were so they were actually they, they, the strategy was wrong from the beginning for the from the developer right instead yes. of instead of trying to sell them to people that can afford to buy them which obviously there was zero of those he should have been thinking uh, about the mine and say yes. maybe if we turn it into to uh, furnished rentals okay so keep going about how you bought it yeah so the next step was obviously was being like, okay, let me get the projections. So I started actually putting out an ad already on uh, online, say, hey, for rent, furnish units, and started doing that already. So I knew there was the market. Started getting well, you tested it. Yes, you tested exactly. it before you put your money down. Exactly, and then and you had funny. a bunch of people call and saying, hey, I work at the mine. Yes, I love a furnished apartment. Yes, and I made sure to keep my mouth shut to the seller about that. I didn't let them know anything. So, anyways, so then that started working out, and then. I uh, got the deal under contract, obviously. I said, yeah, we're, we need to take it. We need to take it. And then after that, I did up a summary. You know, I got a business partner as well, Bailey. So we did up a summary and we put, you know, a nice picture of it because it's brand new. We put like, hey, this is where it's at right now. And I just basically what I told you, I put on a piece of paper, projected the returns, and we structured it as a joint venture with our partners where we went and we said, uh, talk to our mortgage broker and found out what we can get a loan for. So we need to come up with, I think it was 17% down only. So I think it was 300 and something thousand and then closing costs. So we ended up raising $400,000, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And then we gave up 40% of the deal for that 400. And then I structured it to be like, okay, so they have this ownership, 40% ownership for 400,000. And I'm going to pay them back over three to four years through cash flow. And then they're going to, they're going to have their 400,000, their full investment back, but they still are going to keep their 40% ownership. So then in year four or five or six, depending how quick I pay them back, they're going to start actually seeing the return on their investment because it's back in their pocket. And then their investment is going to become infinite because the next five years right. remortgage. Four back years, they got a hundred percent return. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what we structured. And, and then it worked because people are like, yes, we see it. We see so it. Far. Exactly. So far. It's been two years. So far. Exactly. So we're halfway. <laughs> So they've gotten oh, half back, right? They've gotten, yes. they've already gotten a 50% return. Okay. Uh, for two years, 25% a year, which is a great return in and of itself, even if it stopped today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and dropped down to five or 10, it would still be a great investment yeah. for them. Okay. Oh. So you did that. You showed them how it worked. Who had to sign for the loan or did anybody? <laughs> so this is the best part at at this point in my life, I didn't even have a credit card. I had zero credit. I didn't even have a Netflix. Like, I couldn't even get a Netflix. Damn. I didn't have anything. So that's something we're worried about. But when we sign for the mortgage is that when we are with our partners, we are all in it together. So they are also. Well, so they, they, uh, they signed as so well. There's recourse there on them. If, if, if this thing screws up, the bank could come back against them. Exactly. Well, they deserve a hundred some percent for that because you know most of these investment deals that the, you know that doesn't happen. It's like you can lose your capital, but that's about it. So that's exactly. okay. So that's good. Yeah. So they had to sign on the mortgage with you, but they got ten percent of the deal too. You know, each or, or, or 
40 percent and yeah a lot of these other places are well they'll actually give them you kept 60 okay yeah. now well, that's an interesting way to structure it so okay so you did that one and then so how'd you do the next one well it's funny because the next one was at a sim at the, at the same like it was 15 minutes north of this town and it was where the actual potash mine was and there was two brand new buildings the same buildings but two of them another couple 12 units so 24 units and it was from the same sellers and like hey you close on that first one we're not even going to list these other ones well i'll give you first dibs and right away we're like let's do it and then everybody already knew about what was going on with our other one and we created like a frenzy where people are like yes we want to be on that as well so we did the same exact thing but this one here it had only uh three out of 24 tenants when we moved in and it took like longer than expected to fill it so it was really really scary to uh take that over but i mean we it took us about four months then we finally got to like 17 tenants and then we slowly got you know it's a full uh full buildings so I mean, your your, your perception of slow is probably really fast to most people 17 tenants in four months i mean you know uh 80s <laughs> you know so how many of these uh buildings did you say you have now seven seven and all for potash miners yes yeah all in the yeah they're different different markets most definitely like different markets but it's all in the south eastern part of saskatchewan in the mining district oh yeah and all furnished uh probably about 65 percent furnished so we do have a good market too of uh old folks and like some long-term people that work at the hospitals doctors and stuff but the majority like i'd probably say that the 65 percent is all potash absolutely Want to save over 87% on all 12 of our five-star rated real estate sales training courses at Rebus University? This is an opportunity that doesn't come around often, but for a limited time only, you can get instant access to all 12 of our courses all at once. Yeah, all 12 of the courses valued at over $10,000 for only $197 a month when you take action right now. Plus, I'm gonna throw in a 12-month membership to Big Profit Agents, a $564 value, absolutely free. Not only will you save $1,200 a year, 100 bucks a month, off our already heavily discounted all-access pass, but you'll lock in this price for life. And remember, you can cancel any time and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Listing agent, buyer agent, leads bundle, Facebook ads, team agent, real estate mogul, and so much more. Access every single five-star course that I just mentioned instantly with your first payment of $197. Visit rebusuniversity.com under the courses tab choose all access and then use the coupon code hyben and save a hundred dollars a month for life you can also text hyben to 345 345 that's hyben to 345 345 and i'll send you over the url for your smartphone act now because there are a limited number of these coupons available rebusuniversity.com choose all access and use the coupon code hyben or text the word HYBEN to 
So you found, uh, you know, rather than thinking your competition is uh, newlywed couples with babies who are going to rent apartment buildings, you're, you, you were really competing with hotels, right? I guess a lot of these miners were probably staying in hotels and they figured, hey, I can, I can get my own apartment for the same or cheaper and have furniture and a kitchen and everything else. Yeah, listen to this. These hotels out there where all these guys are staying, it's 3500 to 5500 a month. And we have brand new two-bedroom in-suite laundry, balcony, everything. They're beautiful condos for like 1600 1700 And the guys, a lot of these guys at the mines, they're getting paid anywhere from two to three to 4000 living allowance per month. That's not, not even tax-free, everything. So, you know, a lot of these guys, we, well, the one thing we actually did, we actually got in a little bit of trouble. We went to all the major hotels in the area and we put a bunch of like postcards saying, hey, for rent, $1,600, fully furnished and pictures. And we put them in all the workers' uh, windshield, uh, windshields under their wipers in the parking lot in all the hotels. And we put them everywhere. We threw these cards around. We're getting calls like crazy. And the hotel managers did not, until we got a call from the hotel manager. And I'm like, oh, you're looking for a place to rent? And he's like, I'm the hotel manager. It just went off on me. And I said, I just hung up the phone. I'm like, whoops. So, you know, we did what we had to do. Yeah, that's interesting because I'm sure you probably ruined their business. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But, hey, you know, that's, that's capitalism. So, you know, yeah. there's always going to be somebody coming up. A great, one of the things I like about this is the lesson of double downing, you know, which is, you know, if you find something good, it's kind of like if you're gambling and something's working, double down. That's how a lot of gamblers make money. Um, it it kind of goes with that concept. It reminds me of, a, you know, when I first got turned on to college rentals, I showed it, I bought one and I showed the returns to a mentor of mine. He said, uh, why don't you buy 10? <laughs> and so I went out and I, I did, I bought seven of them all in like a two year period, all in the same college town and I uh, rented them to students. And, and, you know, if you find something guys that, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's in your real estate sales business and it's some marketing that you do or a new concept that you're trying or something that you're doing that is working so much more effectively than everything else double down, triple down, quadruple down on that, the old 80-20 principle, right? And that's essentially what you do. I mean, you could have, you could have certainly done a, a regular single family house and rented it out to a family. You could have done many things with your money, uh, but you found something and you found a niche that wasn't being uh, taken. And then once you got it to work so fluently or so, however you want to say it, uh, work so well, uh, you doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down. So wh what's next for you, Tyler? Well, what's next right now is, and I 100% I agree, you got to double down. If it's working, you know what you're doing. And if, if it's working, if it's, if working, it's working, great. You know, yes, right, yeah. right. And you're looking at the project. There's a lot that goes into it, obviously. But, yeah. you know, I would, I would say what's next right now is uh, looking at some different kind of commercial, not multifamily residential. We're looking at commercial, commercial rent you know, some strip malls and everything because, you know, I've really been getting coached on that and been seeing different markets and I, it's something I really want to touch. And another thing as well is that I had a big transition um, in the past probably three months where I'm looking at what I did in the past two years, all these buildings, you know, it's just great. But I'm like, right now, I mean, I'm st still only 21. I'm like, I went on a few trips and a few like masterminds. I'm in a lot of personal development groups and I'm going out to like, you know, Los Angeles, 
Mexico, Chicago. I'm really doing a lot Miami. I'm traveling a lot. And I'm like, what am I, I, I should try something. You know, I should really go out and do something. Try, try some new crazy venture. And if it fails, I, then I come back and do this. You know, really try something. I'm only 21, you know, because I, I, I'm at a point in my life where right now is the best time for me to go do something. I have a really small. What, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Try something. I'm talking like, I'm talking like a, buying a hotel, buying a bunch of land and doing a development, Costa Rica, Mexico, somewhere down there. And I recently been talking to a lot of guys from here that are doing that down there that have, some have been successful at it, some haven't, but that's something that I'm really seeing. Or not. Yeah. Or just keep going with what you know here. You know, I mean, you could you could put you could you could lose it all in some little place in Mexico. You know nothing about, right? I mean, like that's true. But it's boring. I get bored. I'm you're bored in control. Right now, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> boredom is good if it's working. You know, keep doing the same thing. It's like Warren Buffett says, the the best business is a boring business. Yeah. Uh, because you know there's no squirrels to chase or look at. And, and it's like, you know, if it's bringing in money consistently, don't get, ex don't, you know, don't move towards something that's just a shiny red object. That's all. If it, uh, unless it's proven and you can feel good that you can do the same exact thing you've done here. I mean, oh, I almost absolutely. would say, uh, I, if I were you, I would almost say where, where there's some more mines. Like that's probably what you ought to do. So listen right? to this like, though. Like find more mines in Canada or elsewhere, and 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 be the mine guy, right? Because that's what and, you know. Well, that's the thing, but it's it's funny because in Saskatchewan here, it's such a big province and so much land, but there's only a million people in the whole province. Like the province itself is like massive; it's bigger than California. And there's only a million people in it. So in these areas, like these mining districts that I'm around, like the top mining districts in all of basically North America, I own 85% of the rental market, but it's such a small market where it's, I can't expand much anymore. And all these other markets in Saskatchewan, there's no, there's nothing really. Are there new. any more of these mines, even if they're a couple hours away? No, it's already, there is, but they're already, there's already a market. Then they're too close to the bigger cities. And that's where you, in these bigger cities in Regina, they're like Regina and Saskatoon, they're the big cities. They're 200,000 people and then 300 is the other one. And guys like me can't do any new developments or it's really struggling because these bigger guys are bringing like massive amounts of money. Like they're getting, they aren't getting returns till 15 years later on these deals, but they don't yeah, care about that. So, yeah, you that's, know? that's silly. What, so what, um, so I guess the question is, so how did you learn, right? You're, you're selling cars. And obviously, you learn that from washing them and stuff and being yeah. around the guys. But yeah. How did you learn real estate and learn it enough so that you had the, the balls to basically, you know, jump in head first and, and buy all these in a very short period yeah. of time, you know? Yeah. So, you know, what I did is I found a real estate coach and mentor that had a course on buying multifamily apartment buildings. And it, it's a course and a coach from Saskatchewan, the same market I'm in. Because if I get coached by somebody down in Texas about buying this, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's totally irrelevant. I mean, it, the concept's similar, but the rules and a lot, everything's different. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, 
negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So I get coached by her and take her program. And through that program, I also met other real estate entrepreneurs that are buying properties. So essentially, because I'm the type of guy when I learn something, I was just talking to somebody about this actually this morning. When I learn something, I don't want you to hand me a book. I want to sit down with somebody that's done it and say what exactly is step one, step two, every single step. What are the biggest mistakes? What are the biggest things to overcome? What should I be looking out for? Now I'm going to go and do it. And I'm yeah. going to call you. A step by step process. Yeah. And, I'm, and I have somebody to call and talk to because that first deal, like we learned so much and got so educated, read all the books, had, took the course, but then there's so much stuff that comes up that wasn't covered. So then I had yeah. somebody to call. I had a coach. I had a mentor. I had other connections to call where I would be freaking out about a problem. I'd call my coach or mentor. Or I'd call one of the people in my group and they'd be like just laughing at me. They're like, man, you're crying over that. Just like, that's the easiest thing. Mm. Here's what you got to do. So if, wow. I, if I went in, there's a lot of people that, and I paid heavily, heavily, heavily. I probably, in the past two and a half years, I paid $120,000 in coaching, mentoring, courses. And it's worth every single penny. Yeah, well, you're on a fast track. I mean, you pay, it's about a college education's worth, but you oh, yeah. think about it, but you're a real estate mogul. Yeah. And that time in, in college education, you might just have a certificate, no job and no passive income and no and investments and no and net worth. Exactly. <laughs> I love how you just put that. Yeah. There's so many people are like, what do you mean? And I'm, you know, then I like, you know, showing my net worth, you know, it's funny because, you know, I show my, I show my net worth the one time to somebody and they're like, oh, now I see. I'm like, this is, this is what I own. These are my shares. This is what's going to be like. It's, it's crazy. And it's funny though, because so many people, they just think I haven't done any education. I'm not educated. And I just went up and did this because I didn't go through the doors of a college or a university. Mm. It's, it's, or I don't have a certificate yeah, that says congratulations. Yeah. Right, right. Now you've proven yourself in a very short period of time. So, all right, Tyler. So as you know, everybody that comes on Real Estate Rockstars brings with them a free gift. And it's, it's a checklist. It's an item of utility. It's something they could use in their business. You know, whether it's a real estate agent using it to get more deals or, or someone who might be interested in investing in real estate, which as real estate agents... I believe that we all should be investors. I've always invested in real estate from pretty much from day one. Above and beyond uh, your primary residence, guys, you should uh, try to walk your talk as much as possible, especially if you're working with investors and people that are buying second and third homes. So anyways, Tyler, what'd you bring uh, for our listeners today? So I brought a free three worksheets. So the worksheets that's uh, I'll get attached in here. You guys can download. It's going to cover uh, goal setting. You know what kind of obstacles you're facing and how to overcome them. And uh, that's about it. It's really that expanded into three worksheets because I feel like a lot of people when they're faced with obstacles or roadblocks, a lot of the especially in real estate investing, they go back to trying to get more educated. When really it's, they just need to focus on actually overcoming that problem and issue 
rather than, you know, basically working through it rather than trying to avoid them because mm-hmm. you're going to get faced with them anyway. So really these three worksheets will really uh, solidify that for you and see what's really happening for you, what you need, a plan of action. And also uh, the, the last one on there is about time, time management. Because the biggest roadblock and, or obstacle a lot of people say is I don't have the time. So I do a couple of assignments in there. So there's three quick assignments. There's one pages. It's really just an eye opener and really it's a refreshment for each of your viewers. Now, do you manage all these units yourself or do you, do you have someone managing it for you? I did. And then I almost wanted to leave real estate. Yeah, of course. Doing, That's I, a lot of work, right? <laughs> oh, you my God. about time management made me think yeah. of it. Yeah. So I know we got, we got a property management crew now. Okay, good. Well, good. Well, at least you got got your feet wet doing it yourself. So, guys, I'm going to put all three of Tyler's documents for free up uh, on uh, hybendigital.com backslash Saskatchewan. Now, I'm just kidding. Um, I won't mess with that with you. It'll be hybendigital.com backslash Tyler Hossman. It's H-A-S-S-M-A-N. H-A-S-S-M-A-N, Tyler Hossman. Hybendigital.com backslash Tyler Hussman. And I also put it in the agent success toolbox, which you guys can get by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Listen, my friend Tyler, if I'm ever in Saskatchewan, I will definitely look you up and we can uh, take a tour of the mines and uh, you can show me your properties and we'll break some bread. (laughs) That sounds good to me, Pat. Thanks so much for having me on. All right, buddy. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.